Welcome to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and I appreciate you spending a little portion of your weekend with us today. Bryce Payne, of course, is here with me in the studio today. Hey, Bryce, what's going on? Doug, I'm doing all right, but it is cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but weather like this sure makes me miss having hair. And you didn't ride that bike into the studio today I'm either, did you? I'm not taking the bike probably too much out anymore <laughs> this year. She'll have to uh, stay inside and... I'll take the comfort of a car from here on out. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's hard to believe we're getting close to the end of the year. Tick tock. Yep. So for those of you who are new to Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians, we are a local independent firm that works with folks who are 7 to 10 years from retirement as well as those who've already retired. You know, most people just don't know how to turn retirement savings into a steady flow of income once they're not drawing that paycheck anymore. I have focused my practice on retirement income planning so our clients can retire the job and keep that paycheck. History shows there's two very powerful truths when it comes to finances and retirement. Number one, what got you to retirement is not necessarily going to get you through retirement. And I think more importantly, number two, losses Losses mean mean more more than than gains in retirement retirement once you you aren't drawing drawing a paycheck. Amen, brother. You know, Doug, and there's a third important truth that I like to uh, put out there as well, that we practice as fiduciaries at your firm, which means we are required to make recommendations that are in our client's best interest and not our own. And everyone out there needs to be aware of what a fiduciary is because not all advisors out there act as fiduciaries. And we're going to talk more about that in this show. Absolutely. Before we get started, though, Bryce, as usual, I've got to uh, give a big salute out to all of our uh, military service members, veterans and also our first responders. Thank you, folks, for everything you do for us. And the families as well. We know what you guys go through as well, Mm -hmm. so thank you for supporting our first responders. They do. You know, last week uh, we did a show that was titled Crunch Time. Crunch. Yeah, we discussed the critical retirement planning moves that you have to make by the year-end deadlines. And we stressed importance of a professional help in making those decisions, uh, the timing of it, and getting it done correctly. So afterwards, we received a lot of questions from listeners on how do you find the proper help when it comes to a financial or retirement plan? Yeah, we got a lot of feedback on that one. So that's what we're going to focus on in today's show. You know, the financial, economic, investment world's changed a lot over the last several years, and I think it's going to continue to, to change. So the complexities of retirement planning, uh, they can get overwhelming. People desperately are looking for the right financial professional to help protect, grow, and save their retirement. Choosing a financial advisor may be one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Amen. The person will be in a position to influence and give advice on critical investment, tax planning decisions, and the like. The quality of that advice could weigh heavily, I mean heavily, on your long-term financial success. Whether you're preparing for retirement, you're already retired, you're planning for an estate, you're selling a business, or handling a wide range of challenging financial matters, having a proper advisor relationship is absolutely vital. And that's what we're going to cover in the first part of today's show. Now, during the second half, we're going to, have to, we're going to share some vital questions that you need to ask a potential advisor during your interviewing process. Plus, we're going to share how to tell when it may be time to actually fire your current advisor and get another one. Well, it certainly sounds like we've got an enormous amount of ground to cover, Doug. So let's start with one of the most important factors, trust 
and integrity. Now, you have to be able to trust your financial advisor, and there's a lot of things to consider in doing that. You have to determine how trustworthy an advisor is. And these can be uh, the questions you could ask are the length of time in the business, uh, the reputation, the client retention. That's going to tell you a lot and an important step to talk to a potential advisor's clients. Now, this will give you great instant feedback to their integrity. Absolutely, Bryce. I strongly encourage folks to do this kind of research. You know, stay away from an advisor that is hesitant to provide this information, you know, like a list of clients that you could talk to. Our firm has a list of clients that have agreed to take calls and answer questions about our firm. And we know that uh, they get called quite a bit because they let us know that. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I do want to clarify that our clients. They can speak to our firm's services and our culture and customer service and those matters. However, the SEC does prevent giving what are called testimonials or specific investment strategies and past performance. But all the other factors that you mentioned, those can be addressed. Now, another way to get a feeling of an advisor's honesty and integrity is by having them answer questions about credentials, you know, experience, how they get paid, why they're making specific recommendations. The more questions asked, I'd say the better idea you're going to have about the advisor's integrity. Now, when you ask a question and he or she smiles and changes the subject, yeah, that's, that's probably a clue they want to avoid that conversation. So it might be a red flag. Doug, when we meet with our clients, our first meeting is always that get-to-know-you session. And throughout our process, I've never seen us have a question that is off the table at any point. And honestly, the more questions asked, uh, the more that uh, we know someone is really absorbing the information and the recommendations that we're given. And we both like to see that. Now, obviously, trust and integrity are important, but... I'd say so is likability. You have to have a certain rapport with your advisor. I, I think you would agree with that, Doug. Well, you, I absolutely do. You don't want to be meeting with someone on a regular basis that you just don't like. No. Nope. You need to find an advisor who makes you feel comfortable. You want someone who listens and really genuinely cares about you. Again, our first meeting is really focused on listening and getting to know each other. And, and I'll add this. The opposite is also true. We have to like you. You have to fit us. We're not right for everybody because we want people who will join us as an extended family. We treat our clients like family, and we want to hear about what's happening. You know, the weddings, the grandkids' successes, the trips you take. We want to share the tough times like spouses' illnesses and deaths and all of that. We're interested in a long-term relationship, and I'm very proud to say our client's retention rate is very high. We rarely lose a client to another advisor. You know, another consideration is experience. Check your background. How long have they been in the business? What professional organizations do they belong to? Someone who is a specialist in their specific area of planning. Don't settle for a financial advisor who tries to be a jack-of-all-trades. Mm. Today's financial world has way, way, way too many options and way too complex for one advisor to handle everything. I mean, think about it for a minute. You know, you have a general physician, but he refers you to a specialized medical doctor when advanced training 
for your specific needs. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy, Doug. Um, Another very important area to consider when evaluating a financial advisor is finding out what standard of responsibility they're held to. Now, the financial industry has two set of compliances. It's the suitability standard and the fiduciary standard. So let me stick with your physician, your physician analogy here for a minute, Doug. Let's say that you went to a physician and you had a sore, sore shoulder. The physician that's operating on the suitability standard, you go in and say, hey, doc, my shoulder, my shoulder is sore and I want it not to be sore anymore. Well, the, the physician that's operating on the suitability standard is saying, going to say, hey, I've got this great pain med. This is going to fit your need. It's going to stop your shoulder from hurting. And what did he do? Well, he, he accomplished your objective the way you told it to him. Gave you a pain med and your your pain is gone. However, if you went to a physician that was working off of the fiduciary standard, and as advisors we do this, that doc is going to test your mobility of your shoulder, ask you what were you doing when it first hurt? Is it a sharp pain? Is it a dull pain? How much can you lift with your arm? Uh, what limitations do you have with it? Let's take a few x-rays and see what's going on with it and then make some recommendations for treatment from there. So uh, as far as the suitability standard, the first uh, physician, that conflicting advice is estimated to cost investors about $17 billion, if you take that analogy and move it to investors. That's $17 billion a year in poor performance and unnecessary fees, and that's according to a White House estimate. Now, Morningstar, which is a financial research firm, actually puts uh, the cost to investors slightly higher at $19 billion. So this is why there's a push by some federal agencies to require all financial advisors to adhere to what is called the fiduciary standard. As I said, that's the standard that we operate on as opposed to that suitability standard. So as I set forth in the physician analogy, an advisor that's held to a fiduciary standard means that they're required by law to recommend strategies and products that are in your best interest. So currently, the problem is there are not many financial advisors that are held to the fiduciary standard. One specific type of advisor who is held to a fiduciary duty is a Series 65 independent registered investment advisor representative, such as myself. But again, there is a push by some agencies to expand this, include many more financial advisors or possibly all financial advisors to be held to the fiduciary standard. I think about it this way. Wouldn't you want every doctor that you go to to have to work under the Hippocratic Oath? I mean, thank God they do. Absolutely. You you wouldn't go to a doctor if you said, hey, do you work under the Hippocratic Oath? Oh, no, I never took that oath. Okay, well, I'm probably not going to see you then. Thanks enough. Um, Oddly enough, there are many people in financial companies uh, against advisors having to operate under the fiduciary rule, believe it or not. In fact, uh, one really prominent and popular national financial radio talk show host who draws millions of listeners in each week is against it. And this person and others in the financial industry argue that the fiduciary rule, well, it it would restrict access to information from advisors and it would raise costs for customers. You know, I I think it's pretty clear, Doug, to you and me that the main issue for them is, is money, plain and simple. Um, unfortunately, most financial advisors are only held to that suitability standard, and they want it to stay that way. So, again, a fiduciary duty means that the person or firm that you're dealing with is required by law to act in the best interest of their clients at all times. 
Now, let's let's say you do find an advisor with a fiduciary duty. Okay, you still need to consider the other areas that we discussed earlier before deciding on a financial advisor. Folks, we certainly appreciate you being with us. If you are looking for a financial firm that operates on the fiduciary standard and that specializes in turning your savings into lifetime retirement income, well, guess what? We'd be happy to answer all your questions, and we can be reached at 336-391-3409. Okay, that number again is 336-391-3409. And, of course, we have one of those website deals, too. It's called thewealthguardians.com. You can find us there. Now, we're up against a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get into specific questions to ask a potential advisor when you're interviewing them. Plus, we're going to share how to tell when it may be time to fire your current advisor and get that new one. So make sure to stick around, and we will be right back in just a few moments. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is where we help our clients retire the job, but keep the paycheck. And for listeners out there who are five to seven years from retirement, and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for retirement, well, guess what? We offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion to make sure you're on the right path. And if you want to take us up on that, here's our number, 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Now, in today's show, we're in the middle of the show titled, How Do You Find the Right One? No, this is not a show about finding the next love of your life, but uh, it may be just as good, just as important. Now, we shared some important areas to consider when trying to find the proper advisor for your specific situation. Now, let's take a look at some of the critical questions that you should ask any potential advisor before hiring them. So let's start with this. What is your primary area of expertise and describe your typical client? That's a key question right there, Doug. Yeah, you know, Bryce, it's funny. We do a lot of things, but I don't think a matchmaking service is in our future. Well, (laughs) no, uh, we'll stick to what we're good at. Yeah, really. All right. The first question is going to give us a good idea if they specialize in the area of planning that you need if it fits your specific situation. You want to hear the advisor works with clients with situations very similar to your own. In our case, our firm specializes in creating lifetime retirement income and helping our clients transition from the saving, growing wealth phase of life into the distribution and uh, retirement uh, income planning phase of their life. We want them to enjoy their retirement. You've worked all your life, 30, 40 years for this. You know, years ago, I identified this transition was uh, not being really addressed very well by Wall Street and other brokerage firms. You know, I earned the retirement income certified professional designation years ago. In fact, I, you know, pat myself on the back. I was one of the first 50 advisors in the country uh, to get that designation. And it really just drills down into specialization for people who are five to seven years uh, away from retirement and in currently in retirement. 
Yeah, Doug, I, you know, I'm, I'm working on that certification myself right now, and I'm learning a lot. It's really a lot of little details here that even as someone who's been an advisor for 10 years and had been working with a, as a retirement specialist for a number of years, I'm still learning a lot. So I would hate to think somebody out there who is not even a professional or somebody who's never even worked in retirement specializing, helping somebody in that phase of their life just blows my mind. Um, now, here's you may also want to ask about what services their firm provides and maybe the credentials and licenses they hold. Yeah, you know, some folks in this business are purely investment advisors and they only provide advice on investments. Right. Some are just solely insurance representatives and they can only help with insurance related products. Some advisors like our firm, we do comprehensive financial planning around retirement, insurance, estate planning, uh, Medicare, all of that. Again, you want to go with someone whose offerings meet your needs. Along the same line of questioning is what license and credentials education, certifications do they have. You want to find out if the advisor has the licenses and is able to work and handle the type of planning that you specifically need. Yeah, it's just like going back to the uh, physician analogy that we used in the first half of the show, Doug. Uh, A physician is going to, if you've got a, a problem with your foot, well, that doctor is probably going to refer you to a foot doctor. It's a specialist, and that's what we are, a specialist. Now, what about asking about the advisor's, quote-unquote, investment approach, Doug? Most of the time when you're working with a financial advisor, it involves investments or money management. Yeah, you got to ask these questions. And don't be afraid to ask the potential advisor to explain their investment approach and philosophy. You know, in my opinion, if you're 45 or older, and the particular advisor you're interviewing answers questions with words like, buy and hold, target date (laughs) funds, or gives impressions they believe in, set it and forget it, that suggests your interview, you may just need to be moving on to another interview with another advisor. You know, you just got to protect your assets in in the uh, in a potential for another down market because it's out there. It's going to happen. It, it will. Who knows when it's going to be, but it's there. If you're 30 and you're not set up for it, nah, that's one thing. Yep. If you're in your 50s and you're not set up and prepared for that, that's a whole different ballgame, Doug. Absolutely. And today's volatile and active uh, a tactical investment approach uh, is necessary. You just need, you've got to be able to make adjustments uh, as market conditions change over time. So in a nutshell, our strategy involves taking a portion of your retirement savings to create income to cover fixed costs and not be at a risk for loss, position a portion of your assets to grow with a market that's uh, it got to have a stop loss or volatility control mechanism to it, It's got to keep pace with inflation over time, but at the same time, it's got to also protect you from the big hits like 2008. You know, these types of planning is going to help you take care of those threats like uh, taxes and big losses down the road. The ratios designated for each depends on the individual your circumstances and what you're trying to accomplish and so forth. Yep. You know, another good question to ask is how much contact do you have with your clients and will I be working with you or with someone else from the firm? Now, obviously, you should want an advisor that's going to communicate regularly and keep you informed of important, up-to-date information. It's important to establish the advisor's typical schedule of contact so you can decide if that meets your needs. Uh, You know, technology helps because sometimes issues can be handled via phone, email, virtual meetings. 
But a periodic face-to-face meeting is important to assess key changes and make vital adjustments to an investment plan. And quite simply, life happens and change is part of it. So regular contact needs to happen as well. Uh, you you want to find out who is going to be meeting with you and working with you on your strategies. For example, is the advisor that you like simply going to be giving your account to a lower level planner or will he or she be working with you directly? You know, these are all key questions to ask. So keep these all in mind, please. Now, Doug, the next topic I want to discuss is hard for some to ask, but it's it's important and it's legitimate. And that is how do you how does my advisor get paid? Yeah, of course it is. You know, it's essential to understand exactly how an advisor is going to get compensated. And any reluctance to discuss compensation, that should be a big red flag for you. And we get that question ourselves. Well, yeah, we do. And we, you know, in our third, in our typical process, in our third meeting, we show our potential clients every penny they're going to pay us. In fact, we put it in writing. So, you know, financial advisors, they can earn a living through commissions. They can earn a living through fees or a combination. Ask whether there's an initial planning fee. We don't charge a fee for initial planning. We just think it's just part of doing business. But they can. Ask whether or not that they charge a fee on a percentage of assets under management. Uh, Do they make money for selling you a specific product? It's important to understand how you'll be paying for services and how they may affect any advice that you're receiving. Good advisors structure their compensation to minimize conflicts of interest for their clients and will always disclose how they're being compensated. And that's part of being uh, working under the fiduciary standard. No question about it. Now, we're we're approaching out of time now, but we've got a few more minutes. Uh, Let's get some tips on when it may be time to fire your current advisor, Doug. This is the hard one for most people, uh, especially if they've been with an advisor for for some time. Parting ways can be complicated, can be difficult to do, but there's some situations where you got to do it. A red flag would certainly be uh, making too many mistakes. Uh, now, look, we all make mistakes. I mean, everybody does. You're, you're human. We're all human. They're just mistakes are just going to happen. The key, though, is how are they handled and corrected? If, you're, if they're not corrected immediately or handled with responsibility or mistakes happen, Way it's, time, it's time to find another advisor yeah. if they keep happening over and over. So another red flag might be performance. Don't fire an advisor for investment performance over a short period of time. But, you know, if you have a long period of time and that advisor is just not measuring up, maybe it's time for a second opinion. You know, a financial advisor, an investment professional's investment return should be evaluated over, well, I think years rather than months. But if you feel like you're stuck in an endlessly poor performing investment, then it's time to have that sit down and that heart to heart with your advisor and, and let him know your concerns or her. You know, if an advisor's reasons for sticking with that investment just don't ring true, uh, it's more of the buy and hold approach or they suggest you need to wait it out a little bit longer without making any adjustments, their response leaves you with that more questions and answers. Then again, maybe it's time to set up an appointment with someone else to handle your finances. The next one would be changes in your needs. 
Has the time come in your life when you should get different professional help? We've mentioned this before, that most traditional investment advisors focus on asset accumulation and growth over time. They have no specific training or strategies for the distribution phase of a retiree's life and protecting, and I say again, protecting that nest egg you've worked your entire life for. And that's huge right right there, what you just said, Doug. Yeah, That's the biggest reason we acquire new clients in a nutshell. They're approaching retirement. They want a firm that specializes in retirement income and asset protection with a clear written strategy in place. The last reason is that your current advisor, investment professional, is not reaching out to you or being less than helpful or responsive. If an advisor continuously cancels appointments, doesn't return phone calls or emails or not answer your specific question, then breaking up may be the best move for both of you. Like any healthy relationship, communication is key. If not getting communication, you owe it to yourself to find a better advisor. Many people are very, very loyal, but you can't let loyalty affect financial success. Remember this, it's your money. As difficult as it may be, sometimes for the sake of your success and your family's success and your retirement, you may just need to move on. So in conclusion, finding the right advisor is extremely important as it can make a difference in the ultimate value of your financial plan. Don't be afraid to ask tough questions. And we're proud to be fiduciaries, and we work very hard to make sure that our clients understand all the options available to them for their own unique situation. So call us and sit down with us for that free second opinion and review. There's no cost. There's no obligation on your part. Let us, let our firm show you how to retire that job, but keep your paycheck. Call us at 336-391-3409 or go online at thewealthguardians.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's show. We'll see you next week on the Wealth Guardians radio program. Take care, everybody. 